Hello, so I know I'm on hiatus, but I just kind of wanted to do a quick recap episode before I officially go on break here, basically just to have a marker in the podcast feed that shows I'm on hiatus, just in case someone so someone has a visual thing as to why there's a big gap after today. So I thought I could just do a basically what have I learned kind of episode here, Just and I'm just going to speak extemporaneously, and hopefully this goes relatively well. So I'm just going to pull up the list of everything we've talked about so far and just do a quick recap and see if I can kind of test my own knowledge here. So we started with the creation of the world at the beginning of the tragedy of man. And from there, we went and looked at prehistoric man and early developments of humans in a quest for fire with cavemen finding fire. And again, we talked about how just we evolve from apes and into tool users and fire users. And and then from there, we get into agriculture. And out of the agricultural revolution grew civilizations in these, in these cradles of civilization with places like Egypt. So we saw the Prince of Egypt and got the story of Moses, talked about all the pharaohs and the pyramids and origins of Judaism. And now you have humans with religion. And then we looked over to Greece with Troy and myth and legend and history are all kind of intertwined and the characters are mostly just kind of made up by the cultures. And that's kind of part of what we were talking about. Then from Greece, we jump forward uh, several centuries to Babylon and the fall of Babylon to the Persians in intolerance. I guess I'm not really getting into what I learned per se yet. I'm just kind of running through the list here, but let's keep going, see what happens. From Babylon, we went over to India and saw India India for the first time with Ashoka, who was a powerful conquering warrior who then turned to peace after seeing all the destruction that he had wrought on his enemies. We get the beginning of China with Hero. Again, all these early episodes just definitely deal with myth and legend intertwining with history. And, you know, and again, we always talk about what we can and cannot know, and it's just even you think about your own personal history and, you know, you have your first memories, but there are things that are before that that you can't really account for. And other people have maybe told you what has gone on. You might have your own impressions and memories and it's all just kind of vague. And the origins of humanity are kind of equally vague. We just kind of have this point to which we kind of became aware of ourselves as a species, but our origins date back before that, kind of regardless of what you believe. We jumped from China into Rome, and we stayed in the Rome area for several weeks here, With first with Spartacus leading a revolt against the Roman Republic that then fell to the Roman Empire during the time of Cleopatra with Mark Antony and Julius Caesar, a phrase I don't think I actually mentioned in our episode on Cleopatra, is crossing the Rubicon. So I did talk about when Julius Caesar came back from Gaul and Britain and kind of over in that area where he was just kind of tearing it up for the good of the for the good of the republic but everyone back home was getting a little too worried about his ambition and he kind of returned back to either face justice or conquer and he he took he took the Roman army into Rome which was like a big no-no but basically it was his big power play well when he crossed the Rubicon that was like the river he crossed in his with his army and so that's why you hear that phrase as kind of a 
past the tipping point kind of thing. It's it's the it's the crossing the Rubicon is the point from which you cannot go back. So once Caesar had broken that taboo, it was basically die or seize power. There was no going back. So again, something I just kind of wish I had mentioned in the original episode when we talked about Caesar before. So the aftermath of all that is, of course, Octavian slash Augustus taking power, becoming the first Roman dictator. Generation later, we saw Jesus in the last temptation of Christ. Obviously a controversial take that I, I shared with some uh, Christian friends who were like, well, they got the names right. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. Uh, but I did just kind of want to do a different different, uh, different take on, on those events. And again, I still don't cons- I don't think you can consider the the Bible a historical document, but again, we we just don't we just don't know a lot from these these times. Um, that uh, we jumped over and talked about Ben Hur recently, kind of from the same time period. Very cool uh, with Jesus in the background uh, of a larger tale about a man who kind of <clears throat> gets screwed over by a friend and then kind of uh, comes back and rises back up to challenge him again. And then we stayed in Rome one more week for. Uh, Marcus Aurelius and Commodus and with Fall of the Roman Empire and Gladiator that tell very similar stories and both kind of have a fictional proxy that they use to kind of talk about uh, Commodus coming after his much more capable father, Marcus Aurelius. Back to China with Red Cliff where we saw some very cool battles. And again, t- China just kind of goes back and forth from, you know, united and, and broken into little pieces and then united again and just and just back back and forth. Very cool movie you need to check out. Then we jump over to England for the first time. That's just kind of behind the game as far as records and everything go. Excalibur, again, more like Troy, where everything's just kind of fictional. Uh, the biggest thing, actually, here's something I did I did learn. This one is actually kind of stuck with me. Just the idea that you have the, the Britons, B-R-I-T-O-N-S, as the Celtic-derived peoples that kind of first, yeah, you know, you never know who's first first, but like the first kind of, prominent culture on the island of Great Britain, these Britons, and then as they kind of get pushed aside by the Anglo-Saxons that came later, the Britons were pushed off into what became Wales and Scotland and then over on to Ireland. So that's kind of why you have still to today these kind of more distinct pockets where they even speak some of those ancient languages before English, the language of the Angles, kind of became came to dominate. And then, of course, we'll get uh, more on that later. But so Arthur was a Briton, and they were and they were Christian, and the pagan Anglo Saxons were the were kind of their rivals there at that point. So again, King Arthur not historical, but that's kind of what was going on then. Then we jump back to the Middle East, and we see the the rise of Islam, and obviously he had a very favorable and calm view of it and and again but it was a it's by a muslim i don't think he's being just disingenuous about how he views the faith so it's just kind of an interesting take there to see what they're promoting when in that movie and being very uh accepting of people who disagreed as long as they let them live their lives and, and believe what they wanted to believe back to china with detective d and mystery of the fan of flame kind of a sci-fi-ish mystery but very cool to talk about Empress Wu and how she kind of, again, was the only empress ever in China and was just very, very savvy, I guess, and probably ruthless in her own right and was able to reach heights uh, that it's just remarkable to think that a, a woman in China in the late 7th century got to her position with no noble uh, 
background in her own family. So we're going to quick talk about the Holy Grail. Not really anything historical there, but for some reason they said it in 932. Moving on. Sancho the Bailiff, again, not about historical characters, but we got to look at Japan for the first time. Just kind of was later to the game than China with written records and dealt with things like slavery and just not a very upbeat movie, but important to get those perspectives. The Physician, which has some very cool things, despite maybe some obviously historical inaccuracies with them curing the plague and figuring that out in what is basically... 300 years before the plague ravishes Europe. So you think if they had at this point come to the realization of uh, burning, burning bodies and burning the rats and all those kinds of things, you would think that knowledge would have spread across that silk road into Europe. And we wouldn't have had the situation with uh, that we had Beckett and Lion and winter. This is where I really started nerding out. I just, and I know I've been hyper-focusing on, I get into way more detail on the Kings and Queens of England just because, honestly, that's part of the reason I got into this project in the first place, and that's where my interests lie, and hopefully I'm able to sell that a little bit. But I just really, really think all that's all that's cool and all the dynamics and how that continuous line just kind of runs through stuff we're all, well, sorry, <laughs> people like me are kind of familiar with and just kind of need to see how it all ties together. Mongol and Genghis Khan, or Temujin, as, as, he, as he was known, and just a huge, huge Mongol empire, larger larger than the Soviet Union was in its at its height. Kings of the Sun, again, probably the worst, worst movie in this first 25. Of course, there's more than 25 with bonus episodes and an introductory episode, but in this first for this first quarter of the project. Uh, but, but still kind of interesting just to kind of see uh, the Mayans versus more Native American, no, sorry, <laughs> Native American tribes in the sense that they're in what is now United States of America. But again, not something that likely ever happened. The Last King, again, really cool. We saw it. We saw the Birkerbeiners skiing and saving a king who, of Norway who has later connections to, you know, stuff like uh, we talk about in Braveheart with uh, the baby and Last King is actually a rival of the king that dies right at the beginning of Braveheart, not on camera, but during the, like, the introductory voiceover. Alexander Nevsky. Set around 1242 was our first time seeing Russia. And that was a super quick episode. There wasn't much to talk about. He was the guy that led a battle, and the Russians think he was pretty cool. Braveheart, we kind of tore apart. But again, not necessarily that much worse than a lot of the others on this list. I mean, obviously, you have something like Detective D and the Mystery of the Fan of Flame. It was not historical. So why is Braveheart so much worse? Uh, the Seven Seal, really cool movie vegetable. Talking about death, more of an artistic film. Definitely worth watching. Lots of cool, well, I want to call them homages, but they're almost like the things that get homaged. I don't know what you call that. The Warrior. Again, the history doesn't really stick here. It's more just kind of putting us in a time and a place. The event itself is fabricated based on a certain scenario and the kind of the political, political dynamics, dynamics of the time. But still, wor- still worth watching and definitely gives you a good look at the time and the place and those and those dynamics, like I said. And then finally, we ended this first quarter with The Passion of Joan of Arc in the middle of the Hundred Years' War, actually near the end of the Hundred Years' War. And just so you know, I, I am already working ahead. I've, I've already watched the, the next movie and started doing research. I'm just going to, because I don't want to throw you off on when episodes are coming and when they're not, instead of just trickling them out, I'm going to wait until I get tons of them backlogged and just plan on releasing in November. But again, I'm, I'm already working on the next quarter. 
And so they'll be able to come to you uninterrupted once a week. And I'm sure I'll have bonus episodes in there as well, starting on election day this fall. So um, hopefully this wasn't too boring and no waste of your time. I'm just kind of rambling. Again, I'm just kind of reading off my list here and giving you a quick little recap about what we've talked about in the first first quarter here. Um, I guess I do want to talk about the time period. So obviously we go back to creation. I mean, you're talking billions of years ago for the creation of the earth. Quest for fire, about 80,000 BCE. So several thousand years ago there. And so we covered so much time in this first quarter. And then you think about how little time we'll uncover. So basically you have billions of years, or even if you just go to the human side of things, thousands and thousands of years in this first quarter. And then as we get to the next, the next quarter, we'll be covering less than 500 years. And then the, and then the third and fourth quarter is only about 50 years each. So we've covered a lot of ground and we'll continue to do so, but we're going to get kind of more narrow and narrow in our, in our focus, which will also let us get a little more the into detailed events as we go. So we've kind of been kind of talking broad strokes this first quarter, but that'll really narrow down into, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of a lot of these areas throughout the world a little bit more in the second quarter. And then a lot more when we get to the, to the last half and we're all mostly in the 20th century and early 21st century, but still looking at how everything kind of ties together as we take this look and travel across uh, human history together. So again, I appreciate you listening and We will see you this fall.